Hey yo, I'm Katie. And it's your co-host Corey, and this is the Press Next Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Press Next Podcast. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back in. Last day of um, Black History Month, sad to say, but we are back. New movie, new topic, new discussion. Yes, centered around Black History Month. Yes. Or um, Black History in general. In general, really, Black culture, uh, and even how that stems kind of into um, interracial dating and things of that nature so we uh, appreciate all the feedback that we have been getting on the past episodes and the people that i've been talking to uh talking to specifically about our our allyship episode i feel like i was getting a lot of uh conversation in my cell phone about that one really yeah a lot of people hit What's me up some of the things you've gotten you didn't tell me that yeah i know this is a surprise i wanted that uh come I on, on we air. live together i wanted this on air um yeah no some people um, that I talked to actually felt different as far as like they didn't feel the same way I felt about Dr. Schultz being a white sh- savior. Okay. They felt like he was more of an ally. My argument is still the moment that he, his pride got in the way and got him killed and put Django in a bad situation is the moment he became, he stopped being an ally and became the white savior. Okay. But People felt differently. Um, I've had other people in my phone that were telling me they'd never really like thought about that in mm-hmm. films and how that like is applicable to them in real life. So that was interesting. Like they that's it's introspective for them to be like, Yeah, wow, absolutely. I never thought how I'm thinking I'm being an ally and I could just be like ru- like overstepping. Overstepping, yeah. Right? And so that didn't necessarily have to turn into like the white savior complex because mm-hmm. some people I'm talking to were not white. Um, but really I enjoyed having conversations with people about the episode uh, of just being a true ally and the continual process that it is and the continual growth that is needed for you to be a great ally. Yeah. So appreciate everybody for, um, for reaching out. And if you still want to reach out, you can, cause I will definitely continue to talk to you about it. Mm -hmm. Um, but this, this is a little bit different. Today we're going to talk about a movie called uh, American Son. Yes. You want to go into it a little bit? Um, yeah. So American Son is a movie that um, I saw on Netflix. So if mm-hmm. you want to watch it, it is available on Netflix. Um, I think you watched it before I did. And you kind of warned me that it was going to make me upset. Yes, because yeah. you get very upset at these things. I'm very emotional. I'm very empathetic. Everything that happens makes me cry. I'm... And it affects my mood drastically. Yeah. So um, Corey kind of warned me and was like, you know, if you watch it, you might be in a bad mood for the rest of the night. And I'm like, that's okay. I'll do that. Um, and so I watched it and he was right, of course. It is very somber. Yeah. It's a very sa- sad. Yeah, it's sad. It's a sad movie. And it's kind of unique, though, in the way that it's shot because it's one location the entire movie yeah it's transformed from a broadway play so it's just like in one location mm-hmm. it's, so it's very dramatic very dramatic and very it's carrie washington yeah so. So, you know, she's, she's doing the carrie face uh the whole film but i i i enjoyed it even though it's something that i feel like 
the topic of the let me just break down what the film is itself mm-hmm. it, itself Carrie obviously is a black woman she's married uh or was married was married to a white man and they had a child um who is now a mixed race child and um Carrie is is very uh, artistic in the film uh and and that kind of leans they really play like the left versus right if mm-hmm. that makes sense uh, so she's very like left leaning. You, she's like a Democrat, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, you would picture her as like all of the things that the left represents is what she is, mm-hmm. and the the ex husband is all of the things that what the right represent. And they have this son, and the thing is, they are called down to the police station because there is an incident that has taken place involving their son mm-hmm. and really somebody's car. Because her son's driving a nice car. The dad works for like the FBI or CIA or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so there's an incident that's happening and Carrie's trying to get answers. She's not getting answers. And uh, of course, you know, she's believing she's not getting answers because she's in a police station and she's black. And a woman. And a woman. And that's true. Partially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a bunch of different layers to this film that really break down the, the, the culture that is centered around uh, the race relations and discussions, the culture that is centered around interracial relationships. Uh, so we definitely want to talk about this because obviously I myself am a black man and uh, Katie, you are a white woman. White woman. <laughs> Uh, and though we have always said that like some of our culture overlaps, there are things that are mightily different about us, mm-hmm. uh, and things that we can continue to, uh, to learn about each other. Right. And to grow to, uh, accept and to grow to change and to grow to, to love. Um, and so this film, I really do, again, it's very dramatic, but I really, really, really hope you all watch this because I think it does a good job of Whatever side of the fence that you are on, there's an there's a spot in this film for you. Yeah. Where you're going to feel heard and understood. And it's pretty eye-opening, too, just to see how it plays out and how parents that are in that situation probably feel. And you don't realize that. Yeah. I mean, the, me- the media doesn't show that, right? No. I mean, they show a distressed parent after the fact, but in... In the chaos of everything, I think it, it's a good depiction of how those times actually progress. Yeah. So uh, we are not going to go through the scene and like the scene and scene of the film because we mm-hmm. want you to be able to watch the film. We want you to be able to have your own thoughts about the film uh, to feel your own way. But I think that it has sparked a discussion between us and something that uh, that if y'all want to hear about, uh, we're going to talk about some of our own um experiences as being a couple an interracial couple yeah um and so that's what this episode will be about and before we jump into that go ahead real quick yeah and we don't want to break it down you know scene by scene because it is kind of it's too hard to go scene by scene it is hard to go scene by scene but it's a pretty at the core it's a basic movie yes it's one thing that's happening and you get to see it progress yes and so if we tell you what's happening then you're just gonna know it and you won't watch it yeah so we really want you to watch it because like you said it is multi-layered i mean there are uh there's like a layer of race there's a layer of genderism sexism classism there's every ism in this 
There's every angle in this. If you're like indifferent and you're like, oh, I don't care. Like, I just want to live my life. There's mm-hmm. angles for that too, yeah, right? Exactly. Like, there's a character who plays that role. Exactly. So there's literally, if you have ever said something in your lifetime and you felt like the other side didn't get you and you still felt justified in saying it, there's a moment for you in this film. Whatever side of the fence, whether you be left, right, center, far right, far left, backwards or front, doesn't really matter. Um, Check it out. Yeah. And of course, you know, the critics said that, you know, this is heavy handed on race, but whatever. It's a movie about a a child who is in a situation who happens to be mixed. Uh, And so we'll kind of get into that. But before we do that, here's what we want to do. Yes, this is our last episode uh, during Black History Month. So um, next month we will be in March and we will be doing what? Women's History Month. Yes, yes. And Women's History Month will more kind of change or get into like Women Appreciation Month. Mm, yeah. Uh, so we'll really just break down a lot of movies that are uh, geared um, to, and, and specifically, I'm very sorry, but somewhat gender rolled, like women gender rolled, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll get into talking about stuff like that. Um, I, I also think that we are going to look for some guests. I've already reached out to a couple of people, new stuff to you. But um, okay. Yeah, so if you would like to be a guest, please hit the link in our bio. Send us an email um, if you want to get on our show, and we will uh, talk about it. We'll email you back, and we'll get with you about how you can get on, and I'll be and what dis- and what topics we'll be discussing and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and we'll we have uh, films lined up, we have TV shows lined up, and everything else, but it'll all be centered around um, women. So. I'm expecting you to do a lot of the heavy lifting, okay. <laughs> you and other people, because I am not woman. the expert in this area, uh, nor do I want to be, because I'm probably going to get slandered. So I am going to definitely take, I'm okay with being slandered, um, so I'll have a different approach to the way that I ask questions and things, but I'm really looking for the input of um, women, mm-hmm. uh, specifically for this month, so... Um, hit us up if you are interested in being on the Press Next podcast because we will definitely reach out to you. Anyway. Well, let's get into it. Yeah, let's get into it because I like having discussions like this. And of course, it's Sunday and we just went to just waffling. So we probably could have had this discussion there, but I'm glad we're doing it now. Um, before we get into like the deep stuff, you want to talk about like how we met? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tell the story all right so we both went to tarleton obviously and we had both been there um sometime sometime yeah. i was in grad school Corey was also in grad school um and was working as a full-time professional i was a graduate assistant um and we kind of ran in the same circles without knowing it yeah. like a lot of our friends overlapped um What's that little pie chart thing? You know, the three circles? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> not an, it's not a pie chart. A oh, Venn diagram. Chart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Venn diagram. Look at my dumb ass. So um, our friend groups overlapped. So I was friends with his friends. We didn't know it, though. And then one time I was playing intramural basketball. Mm-hmm. I was a grad student. And um, your best friend, Devontae, yeah. was... Shout out, D-Black. ...my coach... And you had come to one of our games, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I still didn't know. Like, I knew who you were, but I'd never talked to you. Mm-hmm. Didn't actually, like, know. So anyways, Scary you can take self. it from here. Uh, Yeah. I'll, I'm going to pass it back to you. But I think at that game, I went um, just to support my boy and everything else. But I seen your, uh, your goofy ass playing basketball. <laughs> 
I'm pretty sure that was like the game that we had on National Margarita Day. And so, so you were drunk. Before the game, I had gone and drank margaritas. Yeah, just your goofy ass. But I was like, all right, she's fine. Plus, I had already seen you like on Twitter and everything else. Uh, but I had already, like, I hit up Devontae, like, hey, bro, like, who is that? And uh, he was like, oh, bro, she a student. And I said, all right, <laughs> like, I'm going to just leave it. And um, yeah, that's why I left it for a while. And then. I hit up Devontae again, but we were talking about something else. I think he maybe either like posted something with you or talking to you back and forth on Twitter. And I was like, bro, how do you even know her? And he was like, yo, we hang out all the time. Boom, boom, boom. And then he ended up telling me, yo, she's in grad school. I said, bro, I thought you said she was undergrad. He was like, no, I said she was a student. And I said, dang, bro, I could have been trying to rap at this the whole time. But for me, it's like seeing you and the things that you were doing it was all stuff that I felt that like I needed in my life as just like a friend uh-huh. and a companion, right? Like mm-hmm. I wanted somebody um, that like I wanted to be around somebody who worked out a lot because I worked out a lot, mm-hmm. who was just bubbly and giddy because I'm bubbly and giddy, who seemed to be the life of the party but also seemed to have like a loner like vibe and mm-hmm. you did. Maybe that was just the festival vibes I was getting or whatever, but um you know, who was fun and, and you can tell you just like light, like lit up a room whenever you went into it. Aww. Like people knew who you were. Uh, I'm blushing. So, so I liked it. I, I like, I gotta be, I want to be close to her. Now, whether that means I'm going to like marry her or not, whatever, but I just want to be close to her. Like mm-hmm. I want to be her friend. I want to get to know this girl. So I did. So we like. Meanwhile, Devontae's like, hey, one of my friends wants to talk to you i'm like who is it he said i can't tell you and i was like why would you bring that up then if you can't tell me your name but i'm like following you and everything and we're talking we become friends like we legitimately become friends i come mess with you in your office right like Mm -hmm. that was like because we had never we would talk to each other on social media but like we'd never seen each other like like hung out with each other right so i was like i'm just gonna come mess with you and the reason why i did that in your office is because i didn't want you to think that the first thing on my mind was like, I was trying to get with you, right? right? Like I wanted you to see me during the daytime and it wasn't Netflix and chill. The daytime. Yeah, Cause you know, you know how people live. Like yeah. when the sun go down and them pants go down too. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I wanted you to see that I was like, I really just wanted to be friends with you. I wanted to get to know you. I wanted you to see that I'm like, I'm cool. Right. And it was nothing. Like if you saw me in the light and was like, oh, okay, he cute. That's cool. If you saw me in the light and was like, I'm not really messing with him. That's cool too. But you knew that my intentions from the beginning were that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was my thing. And then, you know, we flirting back and forth on social media, acting like we not flirting, but knowing that we is flirting. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know exactly. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You sending me, uh, this is funny. She used to get drunk and watch dancing videos on YouTube, like of uh, <laughs> like Chris Brown and stuff. Listen, okay, it sounds like all I did in college was drink, but that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, okay. Uh, But she used to get drunk and watch these dance videos, and she would send me Snapchats of her watching these videos. So I would be like, she she drunk, she drunk tonight. Also, I'm a lightweight, so I could have a glass of wine and be tipsy. I don't agree with that, because (laughs) I've seen you drink, and you're not a lightweight, but you don't have a... Uh, a spectrum you have just a switch where you're like off and then you're on if that makes sense to anybody she's not a dimmer you know you got a light switch to have dimmers and you can kind of go up and down no katie's just on and then off right like she's drinking she's not drunk she's not drunk she's not drunk she's hammered okay that's the, like <laughs> the, the two sides right there uh and i can see you could you could down like three big ass margaritas from from fuzzies 
before you're there. So I don't believe you do a lightweight. Or at least not now. Maybe <laughs> okay, then. True, true. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so I knew she was flirting with me, but at the same time, if anybody knows me, and I'm sure you're about to say this is a lie, but this is the the whole heart of truth. I'm shy. See, she even Katie's sucking her teeth. Excuse me? I'm shy. I am very shy about certain things. There's things that I'm not shy about that I do not mind doing. But when it comes to like putting myself out and my feelings out and, th- and and being open to ridicule, that's something that I close, like I keep close to me, right? Uh, which is, you don't even get to get some sneak peeks of my music sometimes, right? That is true. I See, the stuff that has, that's open to ridicule, sometimes I'm very close with. And so here's something that I did to try to make sure that Katie was feeling me because if she wasn't feeling me or if this didn't happen, I was just going to have to, you know, buck up and just ask the question, you know, put the, put the, put Put the the pressure on. Yeah. Put the full court press on. Um, and of course, like Devontae and everybody, they're already telling me to do it. Man, stop being a little punk and do it, bro. I'm like, nah, I can't, I can't, I'm sorry. Cause what if she say no? And then I can't even be her friend. Um, but anyway, so I got, I had, I got Tinder and I was on Tinder and I think it's important to say that at this time, I'm not like with nobody and I'm literally been telling about everybody I'm not getting married. <laughs> like, I'm just going to be a single. Uh, and at times I'll be a little player. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I hit my 30s and yeah, I chill. Okay. And I'm on Tinder and I'm swiping every night to find her because we're in Stephenville, Texas. Not that big. My assumption is that she has to be on Tinder, right? At this time. Swiping on, 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 swiping on. That sounds like an amigo song, don't it? <laughs> it does. Hey, don't steal none of my, this is uh, intellectual uh, property right here. You know what I'm saying? This IP, I'm finna be doing that. But anyway, so I'm swiping. I have it for like two weeks. And this is every night. This is an every night activity. I'm up for like an hour. I'm swiping and people are coming back up. Okay, there's not much on swiping. People I've already denied, they're coming back up. So finally, I'm like, all right, if I don't get her today, I'm just going to have to do it. And, and and your boy upstairs came through. God came through. Because guess who popped up? I would like to know that I had Tinder for two whole days. Hey. Two whole days in my entire lifetime I have had Tinder. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure I downloaded it as a joke just because, like, me and my friend Corn were bored and we were sitting on the couch and we were like, let's see what the dating pool in Stephenville is like. And so... And I'm, I was in it. <laughs> yeah. And we were just, like, swiping through together, me and him. And then Corey popped up and then uh, I swiped right and it wasn't a match. I'm guessing because you hadn't seen me yet. I don't know. Okay. Okay. So you swiped on me first, girl. Yeah. 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 Player, player. Nah. So we, I swipe on, on, on Katie. It's a match. I jump up on my bed. Literally, I jump onto the bed. Not even, I was sitting down. Now I'm standing up. Almost hit my head on fan. And my bed is squeaking because you remember that bed. That must squeak if you spit on it. If you breathe on it weird, that bed was squeaking, okay? And uh, so I stand up, and I'm like, what do I say now? Because now I at least know that you like me. Or at least, like, your crush level. You think I'm cute? You know? I think you're cute. Exactly. You know, you think I'm cute. So I'm fine with that. I can take that, and I can can work with that. And so my dumbass... Since her a, a, a DM in in uh, Tinder, the little three heart emojis. 
Mm-hmm. Y'all know what she said? What'd I say? She said, out of all the DMs, you chose my tender ones to jump in. I'm like, touche, touche. I could have been jumped in the other ones. This one I knew was real, okay? Because you had, you was already joking in the tender DMs. I'm like, all right, yeah. So then I'm celebrating all night in my room, right? I'm knocking back fake uh, beverages, you know, because I don't drink. <laughs> I'm dancing around everything else because now I'm like, oh, I can put the pressure on. But this is like back in, this is in August, right? So this is like before we even really started like dating or nothing. This is in August. But that gives me time because I didn't want to literally, like that wasn't my goal was to just like press on you. Mm-hmm. My goal was just to really get to know you a little bit deeper. And sometimes you don't really get to like to do that. And now I know where you are. If you like me, I have to actually be a little bit more careful about the pace of stuff that I'm going. And the more that we talk, the more you're, you were trying to telling me with your vibes and everything else, you just really trying to be, I don't know if you're trying to be with me, but like you're just doing your thing right now. Right. Which is fine. I respect that. I want to just be cool with you. But November rolls around and I am, I want to go bowling. It's my birthday and like, I'm not doing nothing for my birthday. So I asked you to go bowling. You say yes, which was great. And coming from your side, you were about to say no, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I was. Because I wasn't giving anybody the time of day. I was kind of just like doing my own thing, chilling out, hanging out with my friends. And so, lucky me. me, right? Lucky me. And you were like, you got a wedding the next day, so we can't stay out too late. I'm like, that's fine. I'm just going to we'll just go bowling. We'll get something to eat and we'll come back. And bowling, apparently in Stephenville, well, not apparently. The bowling alley that was in Stephenville, the roof collapsed during the ice apocalypse. <laughs> And so you had to drive 30 minutes to Granbury to go to the bowling alley. So mm-hmm. we, that was probably the best thing for me because in the car, you know, the, a car is like an important place because you're stuck right. in like a small space and like conversation happens and music happens and just vibes happen. And we vibed there and at the bowling alley, we had fun and people were like, uh, the family next to us already assumed that we were a couple. Right. You know? And they, they were did. like, y'all are so fun and yada, yada, yada. And it was just fun. I whooped your ass, even though I'll try to let you win at first. Then you start talking shit. Mm-hmm. So then I whooped your ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, we went to go eat and we just had good convo. And I had a migraine literally, but it was crazy because like, it was great. We drove the 30 minutes back. I dropped you off before... The, the curfew that I told uh, Katie that I would to, uh, drop you off Katie at. Katie and Aaron, my roommates. Yeah, they were at the door. I was like, I'll get her home by 11 or whatever time it was. I think it was 11, wasn't it? 10.30, maybe? 10.30? Yeah, so like 10.30. I got you home before then. I knew you had to wake up early and go to a wedding. So did we kiss that night? Nope. Nope, did not. <laughs> I was just happy to be in your presence. I was glad. I went yeah. back to my apartment and was excited, but had a headache, so I took some medicine. I went to sleep and... Ladies and gentlemen, when I tell you the snowball rolled the rest is history. down the hill, it rolled down the hill. And I mean fa- very fast. Because the next month you were at my house meeting my family. That's true. Very That's true. fast. Just, exactly one month later, yeah. I was meeting your family. And that that is the beginning, the start, and the present. Here we are. Here we are today. Been married almost a year now. Almost a year, yeah. Almost a year. And we're about a month away from our year anniversary. Which is crazy. But that is a story of us. Now, that story does not come with, I know that sounds really cool and everything, but I think also, just like everybody else, that story comes with a lot of highs and a bunch of lows, mm-hmm. a bunch of hills and valleys. 
And and a lot of that was, I won't say a lot of it, some of it has been attributed to the fact that we are uh, interracially dating. Yeah. So, unfortunately, uh, but fortunately enough, our love has withstanded that and we'll continue to do that. Um, but here's some questions. We put on IG earlier some questions and already had some questions. So, we're going to answer some questions that y'all asked. Um, one of them being, I'm going to ask you, uh, did you only date your race before? And be vulnerable and honest too. Don't none of this BS. <laughs> Did you only date your race before? No, no. I have always just been attracted to whoever I'm attracted to. Right. So it, it didn't race didn't play into that. I just kind of like if I vibed with you, if I vibed with you, then I vibed with you. You right. know, like if I liked you, I liked you. It wasn't. I mean, I've dated black. I've dated white that's pretty much it (laughs) (laughs) but it's not like i dated white and then i dated black and then i never went back like it's been like i just attracted to who i'm attracted to okay so the stay the saying uh, once you go black you never go back is not true correct not for me at least because there are some people that are like that and i don't know if it's just because like that's what they're attracted to or if it's like a little fetish thing yeah uh, we're not gonna talk about that (laughs) no i'm just kidding um but no not for me that wasn't true i've always just really been attracted to personalities and yeah that makes sense because like i'm not that cute i just got a great personality so you're just attracted to me why are you lying though why are you lying i'm only cute on like tuesdays um but me did i date outside of my race before yes um so here's the thing people used to make fun of me all the time and first off they used to think that i only dated white people Mm -hmm. like which was not necessarily true or not true at all actually so i think my first girlfriend i can remember ever and i'm just gonna go yes with the elementary stuff or whatever you know i didn't go back that far yeah (laughs) you know with the elementary stuff the little the little loves i had a white girlfriend in elementary school and a black girlfriend in elementary school at the same time of course I was kidding. pimping <laughs> no I was not at the same time uh, and I ain't gonna shout out no names on here cause I don't know what if these people listen and everything else but um, then I went into junior high and the thing about me is I'm like a long time lover does that make sense like in more ways than one ah ha ha no I'm just joking but <laughs> what I'm trying to say is when I date you we're dating for a long time right Right. so I'm not doing I'm like not like a, a commitment yeah so I'm the three month and go that's like not my speed so I'm pretty much like if I'm dating you I'm dating you for like a year or two so I can understand the frequency of which when people saw me with somebody it was of like it was like a white girl or something else because I'm with that same person for a, a long time Um, and so I didn't have if you talk about the number of girlfriends I had I didn't have a lot of number of girlfriends. It just happened to be that the ones I was with, I was with for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically throughout like high school, I had like pretty much two girlfriends the entire time. Well, I had three. Uh, and check this out. One was white. Freshman year. Sophomore year, one was black. And then end of sophomore, junior, senior, almost to the end of senior was white. And so that kind of was a staple, right? Right. And when I went to college, this is hilarious. I went to college. Oh, and then. Because you went to an HBCU. Yeah, and I actually dated a Colombian chick, too, for a little bit, too. And I went to HBCU, and I was 
dating black women and people were literally commenting on my Facebook page I thought I'd never see the day hell is frozen over <laughs> Corey's dating a black woman I'm like bro I've dated black women before like what is going on but the one thing that I've always gotten shit for in my life is like you date white women it's a, especially when you're younger and if you're not secure enough in yourself and the reason why like let's get like for one I'm like you I date stuff that I'm attracted to the thing is, I grew up in Arlington, Texas, mm-hmm. in a school system that is very, very white. So I'm around more white women than I am around black women. And I'm not saying that that's like the only reason why I, I dated white women, because I dated more than white women. But the odds are, if I was going to date a woman, a, a woman, <laughs> if I was going to date a woman, a I was women. probably going to date a white woman because there's more white women. Right? Okay. Um And... And so I would have talks with my frequent talks with my mom and stuff. My mom would literally pull me to the side like, you don't have nothing against a sister, do you? I'm like, mom, you seen me date black women. What are you talking about? Like, I don't understand. And she'd be like, all right, I'm just checking. (laughs) Just had to check on you because, you know what I'm saying? You got sisters and I'm a black woman, so I don't know. You got something against the sisters. I'm like, no, I do not have nothing against the sisters. You see me bring black women home. And she's like, I know. I just got to check on you. I'm like, cool. So I go to Grambling. I date a lot of black women because I ain't nothing but black women there. Mm-hmm. Right? Beautiful, smart, wonderful, amazing black women. And, and then I transferred to a PWI. And at the PWI, I was at the first woman I dated was a black woman. So the narrative of me only dating white women is wild because that's what I feel like a lot of people believe of, of me. It is so wild because it's not what my track record's been. Uh, but it's okay because I don't really care. That doesn't really bother me as much right. as it did like when I was in high school. I don't care anymore. Right. Um, I do a lot for my peeps. And I'm always holding down for being black. And I love black culture. Uh, and I don't care if you don't like the fact that I'm married to a white woman. Because I love Katie. She love my life. Mm. I tell you it all the time. I die for you. Thank you. Um, but that ain't going to stop me from doing what I do. So, yes, I've dated outside of my race before. Um, not my first time. Is my last. You'll feel me. Mm-hmm. It All better right. be. All right. Would it <laughs> would it be easier to date your at this point? Let's just keep it at this point. Knowing the stuff that we have been through, would it would it have just been easier to date somebody who is your own race? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, it would have been easier. Okay. Well. I'm ready to sign them papers. I'm just joking. <laughs> All right. It would have been easier on well, you too. Why? Well, okay. So like I've said in previous podcasts, I come from a very small town in rural East Texas. Um, it's just not, I guess it's kind of just frowned upon, you know, like it, it's not race. accepted. Right. At least it's not, I mean, from what I feel is that like people are going to accept you on Facebook comments and, you know, when they see you in person, but then they're going to have something to say behind your back or, and I feel like that's like a lot of people, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to interracial dating. So that's kind of my thing with it. Like, yeah, it would be easier to just lay low date inside of your own race. There's nothing to talk about that kind of thing. But you know me, I've never taken the easy road. Goodness gracious. <laughs> All right. Um, would it be easier to date my own race? Um, here's why I'm going to say no. Just in juxtaposition of what you just said. Dating takes 
you're going to have so many things that take place within the realm of you dating, no matter who you date. Right. I think that there's issues that you get whenever you're dating interracially. And I think that there's issues that you have if I was dating a black woman. Yeah. Um, that are going to be either like as stressful. Does that make sense? No, it does. They're completely different issues. They're going to be just as stressful. Not meaning like this woman going to stress me out. Meaning the external forces and the conversations and topics that come from everybody else, whether it be perfect example. Um, what's common in the black community, if you are talking about dating somebody, the first thing they ask about, ask the woman about the guy is, does he have a job? Mm -hmm. So you're almost measured up to what you do. Right. Is he the breadwinner? Is he bringing home money? Boom, boom, boom. The fact that I make some of the money that I make right now and everything else may or may not be somewhat frowned upon. Does that make sense? The The topics, because our culture is very different, the topics and issues are, will be very different, but I still think that relationships are relationships. You're going to have to dig deep and work hard, right? And, and on top of that, another thing that I'm going to say is that the eyes that I get, whether I be in an interracial, uh, interracial relationship or not, is not going to be non-amplified because I'm with a black woman. Meaning, people look at me because I'm black. People look at us because I'm black. People would look at myself and a black woman because we're black. Does right. that make sense? So, I don't think it would necessarily be easier uh, for me to date a black woman. I think it would just, it would be hard as well. Uh, so, that easier, maybe. Yeah. Easy, no. And I feel like that's the difference in the the cultures that we come from, right? Right. Because I feel like being in the white community or like white people in general, it's almost better for you to be, and I say better in quotes, it's like more acceptable, I guess, to be with someone who's white, who's a deadbeat, who doesn't do anything all day and, you know, eats all your groceries versus being with someone who's the breadwinner, but they have a different skin color. No, I feel you. That's like, I feel you deep in that as far as I think that we've seen that. Yeah. So do you believe, just another question to go off this, that if you would have waited um, longer, you could have found all the qualities that you find in me in a white man? No. Expand on that. Hype me up a little bit. Blow my head up, <laughs> please, please. You're one of a kind. I mean, I I don't think that there is another person like you out there, and I don't think that... I feel like my soul is tied to yours. I feel like God created you for me and vice versa. And so I believe that I was set in this life to find you and vice versa. Like we were literally meant for each other. And so I don't feel like the connection that you and I share could be shared with anyone else, whether that be white, Hispanic, black, you know, like Asian, right. no, no one else. I couldn't find what I have in you and anyone else. Thank you. That makes me feel good. <laughs> but, but honestly, like I, I don't believe that at all. Okay. I'm, what I'm about glad you? you don't. I feel the exact same. Like I feel that. And I think I feel like people ask me this in the form of how do you know that she's the one? Mm -hmm. Are you sure about what you're doing? I can't, and a lot of the times I tell you this, I cannot explain it to you how, what the feeling is. Mm -hmm. No, I can. The amount of peace I felt and feel with being around you is something that I've not ever felt or experienced before. Yeah. 
And I've been around a bunch of humans. I've uh, been connected with a lot of humans. I've been in love with people. I love people. I have not felt the connection that I have with you with anybody else. So I don't think that it is a thing that's like, oh, everybody has the same qualities. Mm. You're smart. There's somebody else who's smart. Right. You're fine. There's somebody else who's fine. Right. You got a big old booty. There's somebody what is, got what a big is that booty. that J. Cole said? Like, even, I don't know, love yours. What is the lyric that he says? But your thing, that's like your favorite J. Cole song. So I know. I J. Cole's my favorite rapper. I don't know. Anyways, there's always going to be somebody hotter. There's right. always going to be somebody that has more money. There's right. always going to be somebody that's better. Right. But, like I said, I feel like our souls are tied together. There, yes. There's a difference in what the connection is. And it's kind of cool because... It's like you cannot explain it. And when I would hear people talk about them being so in love and all of this stuff before I met you or before, you know, I was married, I was kind of like, man, I don't know if I'll ever because I'm such an independent person and I'm so I'm so independent and I'm also it takes me a while to trust. Right. So I was like, man, I don't know if I'll ever find that. I don't know if I'll ever feel that. I feel like and I feel like this is what a lot of people do. They get married because they say, all right, you're the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. It's the next step. It's the next step. I'm choosing you. This is what we're going to do. Rather than I literally feel like I was made for you and you were made for me. And so it's kind of cool because I, I never thought that I would experience that. And I never thought that that was real, but it's something that's almost unexplainable. Right. And the stuff that like, I would never have done I wanted to do for you. Meaning my personal growth. There's some stuff that like in the beginning of the relationship, I'm sure that I did, but also stuff that you did that I would have never accepted for anybody else. <laughs> that y'all have been hit the road, Jack. Okay. Like literally kick rocks, get on my face. I'm not dealing with just too much drama <laughs> that I was literally like, I, I, I'd have to go and with through this with you mm-hmm. because it is important to me to do that because I love you so much. Yeah. And that's different. You know what I'm saying? That's what I mean by like that connection, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's wild. It's wild. It's wild. It's wild. Um, connections are crazy. Let me ask you another question mm-hmm. because this kind of came up as um, <laughs> this came up in our relationship. And it's a question I was asked. Are you worried about if we have children, if they'd be bullied? Um. So I, I feel like a lot of people say that they're like, you know that your child is going to be bullied. Why would you? Yeah. I feel like it's definitely going to be hard. I mean, I I feel like, well, first of all, kids are assholes. All right. Kids are mean. So I feel like it's hard to be a kid no matter what. And, and kids are going to bully kids no matter what. Um, and I think that just being a biracial child adds on to that. Mm-hmm. But I think that that's something that I'm, I'm I don't think... That's something that I'm willing to instill in my child and I'm willing and I am going to remind my child every day that they are fearfully and wonderfully made and that there is nothing wrong with them. And so they are so confident and love themselves so much that no matter what anybody says to them, it's not going to be an issue because I feel like there are going to be issues where our child has a white family and a black family, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And they are surrounded by both of those families. So they truly are 
half white and half black. But if they have a darker skin tone, people on the street are just going to categorize them as as black. Even their hairstyle. They don't have a darker skin tone. There's qualities of of black people, jaw structure, hairstyle, hair texture, um, that will, in my opinion, almost certainly qualify you as being black in the eyes of the public. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think that that's going to be a little bit harder because they will, you know, say our child tries to date someone that's white and that someone is like, I don't, that someone's parents or whatever is like, I don't want you to date them because they're black. Well, then our child is like, but I, I'm white too. Right. Like, but I'm white right, too. Right. No, but you have been tainted. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, you are, um, you have been, you have been spotted. And so that's not, that can't happen. And that does happen. I mean, that's happened to me. I've literally had people before literally tell me to my face. I've told you this. I really like you. I, want to be with you i just could never bring you home to my parents right so i think that that's some issues that our children will face and that's going to be tough for them and i i think that it's going to be tough kind of like how you said that you kind of always felt that you were too black for the white kids too white for the black kids you know yeah you got to find your own you got to find your own and um here's the thing so my argument i mean my rebuttal to that argument always has been it's the stupidest thing and this is how you kind of tell people's ignorance children get bullied for anything right right you said earlier kids are assholes Mm -hmm. if you bring a child into this world that has any any sort of um perceived defection okay if it is not perfect to whatever the standard is if your child has childhood obesity or has a thyroid issue so they look a little bit larger or has some sort of deformity or whatever else or is too skinny or is too skinny or is uh uh she's a female and her boobs are like in before everybody else, right? And so she's like a freak, the the girl that has the huge boobs, right? She's, mm-hmm. People are going to get that smoke anyway. It doesn't right. matter if they black, white, yellow, orange, green, see-through. Mm-hmm. If <laughs> Oh, look at him. He's see-through, bro. I can see your organs. <laughs> I'm so white. You can basically see-through me. You know what I'm saying? Me. Like, goodness gracious. Look at your liver, boy. I ain't never seen it. Like, <laughs> people just going to be clowning, just getting bullied all the time. Um, that boy was born with superpowers doesn't matter what it is you're going to get bullied so for you to try to bring that out it's just a really an angle to try to make yourself feel comfortable in your own like racism in your own ignorance well what about the kids so what what happens if if katie married a white man and had a child and the child wasn't really a pretty child and i'm talking about public perfect standards they're gonna get bullied too so would you what would you say to to katie well, why would you get with this man? Because y'all, y'all might not make pretty babies. What kind of crap is that? All you really just did was show your ignorance because it doesn't make sense because everybody gets bullied for anything. Yeah. And the bullying has to deal with the insecurity in somebody else. So you can find anything to bully somebody about. Any small little thing. Oh, y'all have, I found out your mom was on food stamps. Oh, you got pay less shoes instead of shoes from the store, Foot Locker. Is that a Walmart shirt? You know what I'm saying? So it's any level of bullying. You think that adding a skin color on that is going to be any different? Right. They're going to get bullied. It's our job to either protect them from that bullying or give them the tools necessary so that they can persevere through it. So 
are you saying you don't trust my parenting? <laughs> so with that being said, and on the topic of kids, um, I know we've gotten this question before. How will we raise our kids? Will we raise them as black? Will we raise them as white? <laughs> like uh, we've, we've gotten that before. So let's expand, let's expand on that. Um, I think it's another dumbass question coming from a, it's coming from a, um, from a state of like ignorance. Right. And what I say that, what I say by that, or what I mean by that is we recognize that our child will be seen as many of different things. Mm. It is important for us to instill the best and the worst of our cultures. And I say the worst, meaning the history of the worst, but the understanding of my culture into our children and the understanding of your, your culture into our children, because that's what their culture is. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to say I'm going to raise my kid as a black child. Because my child is not only black. But here's the thing. I'm going to give my child the tenets of being black because he is or she will be black or they will be black. You are going to do the same. I'm going to give our child the tenets of white culture because they will also be that. So to to categorize it as either being black or white is stupid because that's not. They're both. Right. They have the tenets of both yeah they need to be able to move in the room of both um and then they'll decide for themselves which culture they identify with more or if they are creating their own because they can create their own you does that make sense Mm -hmm. like they're gonna they're gonna flourish into whoever they want to flourish into but will i do i think it's important to tell our children the history of what it means to be black and what it means to be perceived as black yes Will we tell our children about the history and what it means to be perceived as white? Yes. Mm-hmm. Will our children get the mix of music and culture? <laughs> yes, because that's who we are. Absolutely. So, and my uh, parents are living on a farm, so they're you know going to get the tenants. They'll get it all. Yeah. They'll get it all. Like, and they should. That's that's a part of who we are. When we Absolutely. when we decided to marry each other and to and to be equally yoked and to join together as one. We decided to put all of that together. Mm-hmm. And so we have to deliver that. So it's important that if we grow up in a city or I grew up in a city, our, ch- our children grow up in a city. It's important for them to still get the tenets of what home and culture means to you. Right. They need to go and and mess with the mules and see the uh, and see the donkeys and yell at queso. Queso not give a damn. <laughs> okay. Um, but anyway, yeah, I don't. Do you feel the same? Do you feel different? What's your thoughts on no, that? No, I definitely feel the same. I I think that both of us come from different backgrounds, and that's what we're going to teach our kids. I mean, they're going to be working on the farm with my dad, you know? And they're going to be busting in the garage with my dad. Collecting eggs with Deanne from the chicken coop. Right. And then, you know, being in the city with your family. The city slicking with mines, right? Cutting Cat- the grass. Cookouts. Because the HOA says it can't be right. above, you know. Cookouts, fish fries. Yes. Uh, you know, church will be different. All of these things, all of these aspects of the culture. Um, so that's great. Do you, this is an interesting question. Do you get frustrated not being able to express yourself in your own vernacular? Meaning, you grew up a way, speaking a, a specific way, mm-hmm. and people understood it. Mm-hmm. I grew up speaking a certain way and people understood it. Are there times where you get upset that like, or has there ever been a time where you spoke what has been so normal to you and I didn't understand it? Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm trying to think of a time cause I can't, 
I can't recall a time right now where that has happened. Yeah. Okay. Do you? I mean, I have yeah, an I mean, accent I, I, that you and your I, I, family and everybody else make fun of at. all the time. Talking about all <laughs> tenfold, tenfold, uh, and then my eyes drag out yeah. so when I say pie. Yeah, pie. But um, that's all I can think about because I speak like myself normally. You know. Right. Yeah. For me, I guess a better question for you is: that Do you ever like? Have you ever code switch on behalf of your race? Uh, okay, yeah, that's I kind of figured that's where you're going with this, um, but no, I man, I've had the luxury and the privilege to be able to be, I guess, what is the accepted race, you know, or vernacular, vernacular, or, yeah. and yeah, I feel you. Sometimes with me, I don't ever get frustrated um, because, especially when it comes to you, I know that if you don't know, I want to be able to help educate you so that you do know. I never want you looking stupid in front of somebody. Right. Uh, so like, even like you didn't know the phrase, if it's up, then it's stuck. Right. Like that is true. Something that I've, I jam out to Cardi B and I'm like, wait a minute, what does what this does even, this mean? even mean? Right. <laughs> um, but I don't mind telling you what it means and stuff like that. And phrases that are cool or anything else, like we've been saying my entire life, like that's, that's how I talk. And so, even when I go home, you think I talk different when I go home? Like when I'm around my family? A mm. little bit? A little bit, but I don't think that you really... Like super switch. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't cuss as much when I'm around my moms. But... Oh, definitely not that. <laughs> but yeah, I think in the luxury of us is that we're kind of ourselves around each other. So I don't think that... Not that I recognize anyways. Right. I mean, maybe other people would recognize it. And I I guess what I feel is like when I go home, I kind of, because all of my family have these thick accents. And so when I'm talking to them, I kind of notice myself mm-hmm. going back to that. And I'm like, why did I just say that like that? I don't know, child. Child, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. And I think in the workplace and everything else, do I ever get frustrated? I think there's times where I really do like... I feel upset or bothered by the fact that like I have to speak differently. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that really irks me. Like yeah. I just want to be, I want to say bet sometimes. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like something happens. All right, bet. Well, in, in that way, but I think that that's just a, a part of professionalism. Like I know that we can call it code. Sw- I know that it is code switching and stuff, but we all do it, you know? And I, and yeah. I think that that's what is, professionalism right yeah and i mean, I I mean there's definitely yeah there's definitely a like, line right so don't come for me please right, yeah, because yeah. i get the difference between professionalism and having to code switch everything and i've never worked in a staff that was like entirely black well here's why I, here's why i feel somewhat not necessarily different but like i supervise um three black women mm-hmm. and when i'm talking to them i'm not speaking in the quote unquote professional manner. Right. I'm speaking to them how they feel most comfortable. Does that make sense? Right. Um, and so it feels not foreign to them to talk to me about stuff. Cause we gonna talk like we talk. Mm-hmm. And so I think it may be different in the spaces that we're in. Like if I'm supervised by somebody who is black and all the people around me are black, I think it might be different. I don't think we're going to get in the room and speak professionally i think we're gonna use the vernacular that we have maybe a little bit more cleaner maybe no cussing Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna 
I'm I'm finna I'm gonna use the word finna you know what I'm saying or right. bet or you know I'm gonna laugh and I'm gonna be like not that this student did this <laughs> right like any any of those things so sometimes it is a little frustrating but I get what you're saying um, but on the other hand I, I maybe it's different so if you um, are um, of a different race and you are supervised by your same race do you use what is typically professional or do you use what your 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 native vernacular is yeah. uh, let us know because that's an interesting question i feel like if i talk to people at work kind of like how i talk to you they'd be like what they wouldn't understand like they wouldn't even get what i was saying you know like because mm-hmm. we just have we're starting our own thing yeah the amount of times where we can go hmm? and we know exactly what we're talking about like just the language and everything changes sometimes what we even say changes the phrases change we come up with our own phrases right or even if i were to say like and this is popular now because of tiktok and twitter or whatever but if i were to say like not the gpa right or, exactly you know I get like it, you know or you going in there and like oh it's the something for me it's right? the something yeah exactly um but stuff that we've been using and people would be like why did you right, say that exactly like, what does that mean and that's what I mean by like that's frustrating because I want to be able to say that and just because that's how I normally talk, uh, but I can't. So it's like double time and that code switch of me thinking about something different to say. Even when I get into like interviews and stuff, I try to give them a little bit of myself so that I don't go too far. Mm-hmm. But I also want I show flashes of oh I want you to know I can if you need me to be this I can be this mm-hmm. I can be as professional as you need me to be, but also. I want you to feel like I'm comfortable and I'm in my space and, and you f- can feel comfortable with me. Right. Uh, do you feel like we get stared at when we're in public sometimes? Um, I think I noticed it more at the beginning of our relationship. I feel like now I'm not really... Because you don't care? I, I don't care, so I'm not looking at other people to see if they're staring. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like sometimes I don't notice it if it's very blatant, but I'm not just looking for it, so I don't really yeah. care. Because some people are, and I, it's old folks. And I, feel, I was about to say, I feel like maybe you notice it more. Yeah, because I've been doing them a whole life, so right. it's easy for me to peep out stuff. Uh, but old folks don't care about how long they will stare and look at you. Mm-hmm. They will do it, and they will continue to do it. And right. you can look them dead in the eyes, and they can look you in the eyes, and with their eyes tell you exactly why they're looking at you and right. continue to look at you. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, people stare, but... It's becoming so mainstream now and mainstream not in a, in a negative word, uh, but that families are becoming blended. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that where it was when I was like really growing up and still dating, walking in the mall, it, I don't think it's there. Or like my parents are like back in the day, maybe in the 70s or 80s. I don't think it's there, but I still do think that it's people who, you know, they felt that way back then. They're still alive. Yeah. Right. So they still feel the same way for the most part. And so... And I think that it might be different once we have kids. Like, and I mean that in the sense of like, if I am alone with our kids and I'm walking through the store and I have two black kids with me and I'm clearly very, very white, they're going to be like, huh? And and stare, you know? Right, right. So I think that'll be different, but obviously we don't have that experience yet. Exactly. Um, But no, but I feel you. I feel you. That reminds me of that time where we were in Old Navy and uh, trying to buy, uh, we were in over Navy trying to buy some uh, pajamas because we buy pajamas every Wait, Christmas. Wait, when I was saying kids, did I say two black kids? You did say two black kids. <laughs> Clearly, I want two kids. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many we'll have, but 
I want to. You see how she snuck that in there? <laughs> you see how she We end up having 15. No, I'm just joking. Oh, whoops. Because you uh, won three, right? I will. After we get one, I'll, yeah. be, I'll see where <laughs> I'm at. You'll make that decision yeah. then. Uh, yeah. Three's a lot. But for, yeah, we were in, um, we were in Old Navy buying pajamas and there was a pajama set. We we're trying to specifically find this pajama of Black Santa and uh, for me. And they didn't have it in my size. Well, whatever. We got some more pajamas. But there was a mom. Well, my assumption is it was his mom. And I'm going to assume that it was because of the stuff, the way that they were talking to mm-hmm. these two girls. And there were these two black girls who uh, were in the store. And they were shopping with the mom. And the mom is literally, like, so excited to find these black Santa pajamas. <laughs> and um, kudos and shout-outs to her for being excited for it because, obviously, it's probably making her girls excited as well. And I say her girls. These are college-age girls. But she is, like, yelling across the store. She's like, oh, my God, girls, like, look at this. This is a – and she looks at me. You remember this? Yeah. She looked dead at me and, like, then, like, said it under her voice. She was like, they're black Santa. It's black Santa. And we just look at each other, start laughing. I was like, you could have said that out loud. Like, I wouldn't have judged you for being a white woman with two black daughters excited about Black Santa. Right. Um, <clears throat> but I get you. People, you know, she was very aware in that moment of how she could be perceived. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. What is, do you have a favorite part? Like, what's the favorite? The question is, what is the favorite part of each other's culture? Hmm. Uh, I think my favorite part of black culture is how nothing i feel like nothing's too serious you know like there could definitely be like family drama there's drama in every culture but like nothing's too serious like you won't clown on somebody no matter what oh you getting clown that and that comes from a history of of that it stems from racism as well but right but i don't know it's funny to we me. gonna clown yeah we <laughs> gonna cl- you, you gonna get clown you Cannot be black and have it uh have thin skin. You have to have thick skin being black. Um, because you gonna get clowned on. Right. And you gotta be a part of that. As a matter of fact, and Tajay, my boy, and anybody who all right, Tajay, Corey Williams, Reve, y'all all went to Grambling, y'all know this. So if I'm lying, I'm dying. We had a board. <laughs> this is so funny. Grambling is a historically black college. I played football there. For a little bit. And our coach, if you got clowned on, every time somebody would clown on you, if you didn't clown back, you would have to, he would put 25 cent on the board. You would have to pay up? You had to pay. You had, he said, oh, that's 25 cent. Right? Boom, boom, boom. If you got clowned on and you clowned back and it was funnier than the initial hit, they got 25 cent. Oh. If you got clowned on and you didn't say nothing, that's 50 cent. Like, like literally... Clowning is a part of the culture. Right. 24-7. And I remember one time I said something, um, or and I was, I think, or maybe it was Aaron. I said something, and it was so fire that and it was to a senior, right? Or mm-hmm. uh, maybe he was a junior then. His name was Kier. Uh, so shout out to Kier. I don't know what you're doing these days, but shout out to you, my brother, because you was always cool to me. And he said something, and maybe Andrew said something. And he and it was so funny because we were we were freshmen, but Kiera wasn't. So uh coach put a dollar twenty-five on the board, right? He was like, Oh, that's a dollar twenty-five. Because he got fired up yeah, by, by a freshman. freshman. <laughs> yeah, you got fired up by a freshman. Like that's how deep it is. That's how deep it runs. Anyway, it was cool because towards the end of the year, we just had to pay up and then his uh, wife would cook Thanksgiving dinner for us. 
Um, but anyway, that's how deep it is that we would keep a tally on the board. And if I'm lying, I'm dying. Ask, you can ask all those people, you can ask Tajay. That we kept money tabs on the board for clowning <laughs> if you got clowned on. So, yes, I do love that about my culture. Uh, what is the favorite thing? My favorite thing about white culture? <laughs> um, Back in the day, I would have to say hot dogs. Uh-huh. Uh, no, I'm just <laughs> I can't send you. <laughs> Maybe cheeseburgers. Is cheeseburgers white American culture? Uh, I don't know. It's probably not. But no. Okay. And I don't want y'all to attack me for this one, but I don't care. This answer took me a while to fi- figure out because I had to think to myself, what is white American culture? Okay. <laughs> okay. So, what's your answer? Okay. This sounds so wild, but it used to be alcohol. And not alcohol in the sense that every white person's drunk. That's not what I'm saying. Alcohol in the sense that, like, a lot of things are centered around alcohol. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, parties, everything else centered around alcohol. Mm-hmm. Who's bringing the beer? What's the liquor? I just saw a video on TikTok yesterday. Now, they're apparently, they're pouring pre-workout into mixed drinks what the hell is going on they gonna die no for real but apparently like it offsets the facts of uh like feeling drunk so like not going down that road but stop putting pre-workout in your stuff and energy drinks but i would have to say um there is a when it comes specifically to white culture there's a feeling of like good time there's a feeling of like carefree that I envy sometimes, right? Yeah. Of like nothing's wrong. Let's just have fun. Let's be free. Yeah. And that's woven into the fabric, I feel like, of white American culture. Even down to the people who are like, this is America. When they say that, you know, you don't like this, this is America, this is free country. It's because they honestly believe in white American country uh, culture that you are actually free and free to do whatever you want to do. And th- there's like that, that feeling of that. And that feels good sometimes. Like when you're around people and they're just like, you just want to have a good time. They'll just buy your drink and let's just party, dude. I'm like, for what? I, just to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like <laughs> That's part of that. That feels good. The other part of it sometimes is that it goes a little bit too far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. You start appropriating holidays and everything else just to, just to drink. But, there's part of that that feels good of let's live in the moment is what I'm trying to say. Let's live in the moment and not worry about what happened yesterday or what's about to happen next. And let's just live right now. I would probably say it's my favorite part. However, openly I admit it was hard for me to come up with an answer. Um, how do you, how do, how do our families feel about each other's race? I'll let you go first. Okay. Um, I think there's people in my family. And when I talk about my family, like my large family tree, that are, that are um, they're opposed to interracial dating, mm-hmm. opposed, but like they don't care as much. They're not like racist and or they're not about to shun me because I dated a white woman. Right. But I'm also sure like they're going to clown me and everything that pops up is going to be us. Go because you dating a white woman. Um, my immediate family, they don't care. I don't think they ever care. Yeah. Um, they care so much about if you are the right fit for me and do you love me and 
and God. Are, and God. Are you are you fit into God's will because you are following the path of uh of being a Christian? That's like the the things they care about. Again, doesn't they don't care if you're transparent, translucent. <laughs> <laughs> and you fit those if you love me, if you're treating me right, if you're a good fit for me, if you are uh on a Christian path, that's what they care about. Yeah. Uh don't care what you do. I mean, I care what you do, but like they don't care if you're making money or uh, if you don't have like the big job or something yet, don't care about all that. They just care about those, those four tenants essentially. Yeah. Well, I think mine was very different than that. Um, just because like I said earlier, it's, it's not, it's just not really something that is accepted from where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And so, um, the beginning of our relationship was very hard, uh, it it took a while for my family to come around. And there were some members of my family, like my mom, my real mom, who didn't have a problem with it from the beginning. And then there were some that were very, like, you know, hesitant. And so um, it took a while. But I think that also in the time that it, took and from where we started to where we are now everyone in my family has no I won't say everyone majority of the people in my family have kind of checked themselves and realized that maybe we shouldn't judge someone just based off their skin color like maybe we have these preconceived ideas that are completely false and so I think that it's been a good growing tool for a lot of people in my family I feel that it was tough at the beginning, very tough. Um, and it was tough. It was more so tough for me to see you go through what you were going through mm-hmm. than it was for, I didn't give a damn about how you felt, your parents felt about me or anybody in your family feels about me even currently. I don't care. Um, I just, it was almost like watching you see your heroes, not fall, but like, there were layers being peeled away that you had to accept as Mm -hmm. like, this is what it is. Right. That was tough for me to be around. Like I hated that for you. Yeah. Um, no, those were some very dark days. It was, it was pretty tough. Um, I think that I had to fight for what I believed in and I had to stand up to people and let them know, Hey, this is like, and I feel like everything that I did was respectful and I, you know, I see why you feel that way. I not saying I understand it, but I understand that you feel that way. But I just want you to understand that I do not feel the same way and that that's okay. Like we can coexist. Right. And it it took a while, but I feel like that I I had to stand up for what I loved. And I knew that it wasn't going to be accepted, and I knew that it was going to be a rough road from the start. But I think that's just a testament to how much I believed in you and believed in us. And so, yeah, um, totally worth it. I would go through that again if I had to, but luckily, I, I don't have to. to. Yeah, I would not want you to. But yeah, I I think that everyone has grown and I think that we are in a good place. Yeah, and we're going to continue to get there. Um, 
because we have a lot of life to live and things aren't going to change. I'm not going to overnight just turn into some white person. <laughs> like that's not going to happen. So I'm going to forever be me. Um, and most people know that, that I do not care about, especially if it's on the base of my race. Um, I don't care. I knew that I loved you and I wanted to be with you. So I didn't, it didn't matter to me that other people felt different. Right. What matters to me is if you had felt different. So I think the only fear in that was that, was it going to change your outlook on me? Meaning I think you're sweet enough to say something like this or do something like this. At the time, this is my thought. She's sweet enough to say, I don't want to put you through what is going on right now because it's unfair to you. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I, that was like my train of thought. Katie's going to bring it with me on the, on the basis of she doesn't want to bring me into the world that she's entering right now because it's unfair to me. That was like the only part I feared. I did not fear anything else. I hated to see you go through it. I didn't care about what other people think about me. I still don't when it comes to that. Yeah. That um, the things that I care about or what you think about maybe or at least your your parents and your family is if like they believe that I'm a good man. That's like right. different or in a godly man. That's different. I don't care if they think that I was something else based on my race. I don't give a damn about that. Right. Because um, I I can't do nothing else. And if there's one thing I've always learned, especially with me being a, a larger black man, is that people are just going to see me as that and they're going to perceive me in whatever way they want to perceive me. It doesn't matter if I... Uh, I'm sitting in a hammock and talking slowly and 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 telling people that I mean no disrespect in the sweetest way before I say something. It doesn't matter. People are going to perceive me the way they want to perceive me. Right. Um, and then I'm just going to have to continue to be myself and hopefully um, communicate more effectively to somebody so that they can understand that uh, I'm not the threat that they think that I am. I can be if they want me to be, <laughs> but I'm not the threat that they think that I am just off of talking to me Absolutely. or seeing me. Yeah. Um, so do we like the same music? That's the last question. Absolutely. We're both very, uh, we both have a wide range of music and we both enjoy lots of different genres. There's a Venn diagram there as well. Yeah. I, so let's talk our favorite, our favorite genres, I guess. I am a pop punk gal. Yes. Like I are. can rap with the best of them, but I am a pop punk gal. That, that falls into... If there's like the middle Vin, right? Mm -hmm. I like pop punk. We both like hip hop. Um, we both like R and B. Mm -hmm. Um I enjoy like techno music. Yeah. I don't know if you do as much. I do. Um instrumental mu music, like just straight instrumental. Mm, not so much. See, that's that's in my Well, area. it just depends. Like if I'm trying to study or get stuff done, then I like instrumental, but I'm not just gonna listen to instrumental just because. I like classical. I can get with classical, but also I have to be doing something. Right. So you, like, I'm so not just going to turn it on in the car. That's not in there. You like, country is not in my wheelhouse. I'm, I like country. Exactly. I like like 90s, 2000s country and older than that. Now, I, I'm not up to date with like the newer country. There's like, some what's country on the radio songs now. I that I like. Yeah. But country as a genre, not my speed, will never ever be my speed. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's okay. I force you to listen to it sometimes. Right. And that's the thing. I think that it's like when we talk about the same music, it's like, yeah, we do like some of the same music, uh, but sometimes we we have our own sectors too. Like there's mm -hmm. some stuff that like I listen to that you probably don't listen to. And there's some stuff that you listen to that I don't listen to. And I'm like, I want you to enjoy that because we're still humans and we like what we like. Right. Absolutely. So um, 
Like some of the bands that you like, I don't like. Some of the music I like, you don't like. But there's some stuff that we do like, mm-hmm. and we cross over and we like to listen to it in uh in the car, or sometimes in the car we just listen to podcasts because we like podcasts, like same okay. podcasts, and we can talk about same discussion. But yes, that was the one thing on our first date that really got me like, oh, this is she good with me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was that we and i was rapping j cole it was j cole yeah <laughs> some j cole some other stuff we was just vibing out to music i'm like yo we have similar taste in music at least taste that is going to help us vibe together mm-hmm. meaning we common don't have to ground. like every yeah we have large common ground when it comes to music and music is such the fabric of my life mm-hmm. so if if it's one genre that i don't like and there's one genre of my genre of mine that you don't like. I'm like I'm fine with that. Like I'm an old spirit too. I'll be singing all these old old songs. You know this. Yeah. You don't be knowing these old tracks. Yeah, and I'm not a huge fan. <laughs> right, but I love like, it. Like I'll listen to it with them, but I'm like I'll be singing I can't them. Sing much. Along with this. And, I don't know it. <laughs> yeah, I be I love them. Uh, shout out to my pops, my pops, man. I just grew up like in the Motown era and everything else. So I'm listening to all the old tracks. I'm like that's just it's good music to me. And the same goes with you. Like when you're listening to country music, old country music, I'm like, I don't know none of these songs. I don't want to know none of these songs. <laughs> but I like to see you, like the joy that you have in you singing it and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, as long as the music has some sort of soul to it, I'm vibing with it. You know, that's just like you my You like spirit. Chris Stapleton. I do, because he's very soulful. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> that's, what, that's like a thing. If you are soulful... And I can't really tell your race whenever you singing. I'm probably going to rock with you. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way about Isla. Yeah. Right? I did not know she was a white woman. Red-headed white woman. When I just listened to her music, I was like, yeah, this is some soulful music, yo. And I looked her up like, no way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? No way. Um, yeah, I, I messed with Chris Stapleton and a couple other people. But, yeah, music is, uh, music is a great connector. And I'm glad we have a large common ground um, that we cross over with. Yeah, because I enjoy it too, and I'm 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 lit that you put me on state champs. Hey, yeah, that was lit. I was in the car like, all right, we going we was driving to Hot Springs, and we was going back and forth on music. And so I'm like, all right, you can play just one album, but I'm also like this too. If you're gonna introduce me to an artist, put on that album, start at the beginning and running through, stop changing the songs. I don't want to hear their best hits. Mm. Like the way I'm gonna listen to music is has how artists have put it together for you an album is a piece of art okay no stop taking apart the picture stop putting it on shuffle just play it through and when we got to frozen i said run that thing back run that song back you did you were like yeah i said hold on start over because this 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 joint is hot and frozen is like early in the uh is in the in the album that we're listening to and then the rest of the album just kept getting better and better so shout out to you for putting me on state champs even though you know that's like that's my my, that style of music is my speed as well but state champs shout out to y'all man y'all cold man y'all cold y'all got soul y'all got soul even even though y'all under would you classify them as pop punk pop punk yeah they got soul they got soul but like you love mayday parade and i'm like i still can't get with it my boys yeah they're a little bit too um emotional for me (laughs) Well, you know how I am. Yeah. I mean, that's your speed, you know. Um, but I get it. I think this is a very important question, specifically when you're talking about two people who uh, culturally grew up a little bit different uh, and music is different. And if you know anything about black culture and specifically even with my family, music runs the house, runs the day, runs our life. 
it is hard for me to do anything without music. So anyway, um, do you have any other questions that just are off the top of your head that just popped up? No, I don't. But if y'all have any more questions, feel free to hit us up on Instagram. Um, answer. We'll answer any of them on our stories. Yeah. Talk about them more. So let us know. And let us know if you like this this episode. Go ahead and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Yes, please give us some ratings uh, on Apple Podcasts. Please share it with somebody. Uh, we are trying to grow our audience. We just want to get a little, some more people. That's our goal this year is just get some more people who enjoy watching films and then having discussions about what the films mean. Um, so if you enjoy this podcast, we thank you. Oh, and if you are still, we should have put this at the beginning. Whoever is in Weatherford, Texas listening to our podcast, <laughs> thank you. Please reach out to us because we want to connect with you. And in Columbus, Ohio. Please reach out to us. We would like to connect with you. Y'all are our biggest listeners. We get more listens out of Weatherford, Texas than anywhere else. So shout out to y'all. Let us know who you are so we can get in contact with you. Uh, maybe even got something special for you. Speaking of something special, don't forget to sign up in the link in our bio if you want to be on our podcast uh, specifically next month. Uh, but also, if you want to sign up for the Press Next package, we'll get something sweet from us. Click the link in our bio. You'll be able to click on those things. Um, as we say every single podcast episode, we are self-funded and our funds are, we, we broke. Okay. Like we literally work hard for everything that we got. So if you want to donate to us just to help us out a little bit, whether it be a dollar two, five, a hundred, doesn't really matter. Uh, whether, um, Joe Biden finally passes some sort of stimulus check and gives you the STEMI. If you want to stimulate our account, hit us up on uh, Venmo or Cash App at Press Next Podcast. Uh, and then follow us on Twitter. IG and TikTok, Twitter is Press Next Podcast. IG is Press Next Podcast. Uh, TikTok is Press Next Podcast. So, uh, actually, I think Twitter's, Twitter is Press Next, Press Next Pod. Say yeah. that eight times fast. <laughs> uh, and then join our Facebook group as well. Um, and then send us emails. If you want to send us emails um, and then have us like just answer the question or something that you sent, just go ahead and do that. We love to interact with all that stuff. So, shout out to y'all. And I'm going to let Katie end it because she does it every time. So sweet. Yes. Anytime you're watching Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, HBO Max now, HBO Max, Prime Video, whatever it may be, and you're sitting on your couch all day and ask if you want to continue, always press next. Indeed. Y'all take it easy.